0: One of the age old debates when it comes to import drag racing is the 2JZ versus the RB26 or RB30 these days. And we've got fans on both sides that are pretty heated about supporting their particular brand of choice. Now Bullet Race Engineering have been making bullet aluminium blocks for both the 2JZ and the RB26 for some time now. And we're here with Darren from Bullet Race Engineering to talk about a unique twist that they've just applied to their RB30 block. Welcome to High Performance Academies tuned in Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech filled interviews with some of the industry's most well known figures for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. Let's get into the elephant in the room here, the 2JZ and the RB26 and in a subtle way you've actually kind of combined two aspects into one block so can you Tell us what you've done here.
1: Well, we, we've had a look at the uh, the two engines, and basically, what we've seen is the two J the crankshaft in the two J. We have a seven millimeter larger main journal. So, when you have a look at this in the in the design of the crankshaft, in the RB crankshaft with the small main journal, we're getting a lot of torsional twist in the uh, over the length of the crankshaft, which of course takes uh, power away from the back wheels because it's going into bending the crankshaft and so what we thought was how about if we make an RB crankshaft with a bigger main bearing and as it happens the 2J main bearing shells would easily fit into an RB configuration so it was a matter of changing the tunnel size and moving the main studs to the appropriate location and increasing the material down there and then designing a crank to suit
0: So let's back up and I can feel the heat building on the internet already. So let's be real clear, this is not a 2JZ. This is still very much an RB, you're still using an RB head, essentially it's still an RB30 in terms of the block architecture and really the the part that you've borrowed, stolen from the 2JZ is just that main bearing journal diameter giving you easy access to an off the shelf bearing that your customers can then buy and install.
1: Yeah, correct. So it was just, you know, you, you didn't want to go in and, and uh, you know, take it to the extreme where you design a custom bearing, which then costs a fortune and then just adds to the price of the overall project.
0: All right, so you've got that seven millimeter bigger journal diameter. And, and am I right in guessing that that's going to increase the overlap between your main bearing journal on the crankshaft and your big end journal, uh, adding to the rigidity of the crankshaft? That's what you're talking about with reducing
1: the torsional twist? It does. It reduces it uh, in that way, but in, an, in another way, we've reduced the overlap. We still have more than what we would with a 90mm stroke RB crank, but we've gone and used uh, a Honda big-end journal, and um, the reason that we've done that is um, that's what's being used in the industry at the moment. But in addition to that, uh, because it's smaller... Uh, that allows us to have more material in the aluminium rod around the rod bolt, which is the the weakness. Um, you know, some people question the rod bolt, but um, you know, if you if you knew where like how the aluminium was behaving around the rod bolt, that's where you'd be worried. So that's given us a lot more material around there. Okay, so it's important to mention there as well that uh,
0: that Honda. Big end bearing. That's actually become quite a common choice. A lot of the V8 guys are also running running that shell, so it's not an, an uncommon decision to go that way.
1: No, no. And I mean, even in the in the world record engines now in the 2J format, uh, that's the big end bearing that they're using as well. So um, you know, why not stick with it? It's not broken, so why fix it? Now, you've mentioned there that one of the
0: drivers with going to that smaller uh, big end bearing journal diameter is, is the spacing there with the, the rod bolts. And a lot of this comes down to the clearance that you've got with the aluminium rod. It's, it's a very bulky rod compared to a steel rod. And, and you've got clearance considerations there, where you're still running what is, in V8 terms, a relatively small bore diameter. Is that, is that
1: accurate? Yeah, so because you have a small bore diameter, um, like you're well under a 4-inch bore, uh, you have to get the conrod down the bore to assemble the engine. So that limits how wide the conrod can be. So by reducing the size of the, the big end pin, uh, that gives us more material because we're limited on the outside diameter.
0: Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com free and start developing your own skills today. Now one of the issues obviously going to a custom block like this where you've manipulated the main bearing journal size, the big end journal sizes, obviously you're no longer going to be able to run an off
1: the shelf crankshaft, so how have you dealt with that? Uh, so in, in conjunction with Cali's um, we designed a crankshaft uh, for this new platform and um, sent a design with them with some back and forth with their engineers um, and then uh we've come up with, with a new uh, crankshaft, which is what they call in their ultra-billet range, which is their, their name for that product. So it's the same as their Pro Mod cranks or in their V8 range or whatever they'd make. And it's entirely made in the United States uh, and um, shipped out here. We've had um, 15 of them made. Um, so we have uh, an engine that will be uh, run for the first time in a couple of weeks in the U.S., and uh, the whole idea behind this was to uh, get Nissan up there with the 2 J. There's a lot of Nissan guys that are running 2Js because that's a platform that's evolved. And uh, now we have uh, a level playing field and uh, now it's Nissan versus Toyota in the, the pro outlaw uh, classes and, and let's uh, let the guys battle it out and see you can be the fastest. Now, fair enough. Now before I talk
0: a little bit more about the power levels you're expecting, just with that crankshaft, again obviously going to a custom billet crankshaft, huge amount of flexibility on other design parameters so is there anything else you've changed in that crankshaft to give an advantage with this new motor?
1: Yeah so one of the other failings with the RB crankshaft was the snout. So the snout is quite small in diameter and um, it's not as long as what you would like meaning that the balancer only really has about 19 millimeters of purchase on the front So um, what we did there was we've increased the diameter uh, by five millimetres, which gives us more wall thickness between the balancer bolt bore and the outside diameter. And then we've increased the keyway to a 516 keyway. Um, And then we've we've increased the length by another 19 millimetres. So we've basically doubled the amount of purchase that the balancer has on the end of the crankshaft. And um, so you, you can still use the ATI balancer, but uh, we have a, a hub. So you still use the outer ring, but then you use a custom hub. And also, you mentioned off-camera before, you've made some changes to the uh, flywheel drive flange as well. Yeah, so we've gone to an 8-bolt. Uh, we've increased the flywheel flange by 10 millimeters in size, and then we've gone from 6-bolts to 8-bolts. And uh, we've changed the pitch circle uh, as well. Uh, We didn't run with a 2J pitch circle with the eight bolts because the the pitch circle put the bolts out fairly close to the outside and um, made the wall thickness a little bit thin. So we came in a little bit there and we we used a uh, 716 UNF thread, which means that you can use a, uh, a small block Chevy or small block big block Chevy flywheel bolt uh, which is just for ease, and you know, there's plenty of that stuff around, and it's cheap. So, so like a, a lot of little subtle modifications there, aimed at
0: increasing the uh, material thickness, the, the wall thickness, and obviously changing that to those readily available bolts, as you've just mentioned for the flywheel. So, all these subtle things add up to increased reliability. At these sort of point, these engines now are producing. Uh, two and a half, three thousand wheel horsepower and, and potentially above that, which is a nice segue. Where, where do you sort of see the limitations of this block when it's pushed to its maximum?
1: Well, it's hard to say. That The guys at the moment, when you have a look at the numbers that they're running, they must be up at, at around the 3,200 horsepower level. Talking with some of the teams, they're at 100 psi of boost and they're adding some nitrous for good measure. So... Uh, what's really becoming the limitation now is the cylinder head Um, so they effectively, if you have a look at the cylinder heads, uh, the factory cylinder heads the the amount of CFM that they flow is below what's required for that size engine at the RPM they're turning Um, so once the cylinder head development comes along which, you know, we're working on billet cylinder heads now so once that comes along and we've sized the cylinder head and the the port size is correct for the engine size and RPM, uh, then I think we'll see even higher power levels. It's been interesting to get
0: some insight into their engine and the reason you've made those changes. And uh, we certainly look forward to seeing if the RB guys can actually take it to the 2J guys and and compete on an even footing with this engine. So thanks for a chat there, Darren. No worries. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to helping us get the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe.